Sacramento. Hello, and welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. As ever, I am your host, Zach Winnick. Hi, you thought I was going to say Nolan. Nope. Today, we're going to break down three of the most dangerous teams in the USL Western Conference. But first, I just want to give a little warning. We are recording this episode on February 3rd. But if you are listening to it now, then it's probably February 10th, 11th, 12th. This is because Scott, Nolan, and I will be out of town for the next two weeks. And so we have pre-recorded shows in order to keep you keep a steady stream of quality content flowing for your podcast feed. So if you are listening to this and it sounds like we're just a little bit behind on news and developments, well, that's because we are. Finally, on that note, due to our travel commitments, we will not be publishing an episode the week of the 17th. But we will be back and on an almost regular weekly basis on February 24th, where we will be previewing the SRFC preseason friendly against Real Monarchs at Papas Murphy's. Buy your tickets today. Now, with the administrative business out of the way, I am pleased to introduce you to Scott, myself, and our special guest that will be joining us just for the news today, Scotty's lovely wife, Emily. Emily, how are you feeling tonight? Feeling good. Feeling good? Yeah. Feeling great? Tired? Yes, same. Making all the coffee in the morning with you, you know? We we were at Starbucks this morning yep. doing our barista thing. Had some fun interactions with people. It was. Made it was kind of an interesting morning. Made a lot of bacon egg bites. I made... Oh my gosh, you sent... <laughs> that's... A lot. It's we don't need to talk about that. Day. There's a lot of bacon egg bites. But my day is good. It was a good day. Scott, yeah. how are you? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I haven't done any homework today. Oh boy. So I know what you're doing after the podcast. Yep. Writing some papers. Yep. Well, Scott, why don't you throw us into the news? Yeah. So, okay. Um, if you haven't heard, Ray Sari has signed with Oklahoma City Energy FC. He had signed with an indoor soccer team in Kansas City, and apparently now he's with Oklahoma City FC. So we are happy to see him. He'll probably be a bench player, but you know what? That's okay. Next in the news, the USA women had just recently played a game on Friday the 31st mm-hmm. of January in which they destroyed Panama 8-0. <laughs> to zero. Emily, thoughts on this game? Well, I think Lynn Williams played super well. She had a good game. Agreed. Solid. Solid. Um, and then the subs that they had come in were a pretty good like view of how they're going to react to injuries and squad rotations in the Olympics. So that was encouraging. Yeah. yeah so look. So if you don't know, an Olympic squad only has 20 players. So it's pretty small. Um, so I think we saw Vodko, Vladko Vodko. in the second <laughs> half when they were already up a lot. You saw him do some rotations. Center back went out to right back, brought in a different center back, brought in some different midfielders. Um, we saw Lynn, Lynn Williams play striker last game she played out on the right wing so different things like that um and they are going to play costa rica actually they're playing tonight as we're recording february 3rd um and costa rica is second in their group for olympic qualification but i'm i I don't think it'll be that that big of a test be a problem um usa should pretty easily get through this group unscathed so um last bit of news zach do you do you know anything about this uh, is it about Orange County? Yeah. And not, uh, a little bit. Okay, so Orange County signed uh, like a partnership agreement with Rangers FC in yeah, Scotland. which uh, is super cool. Yeah. 
and they said we talked about that a little bit on the last podcast yeah and they said oh this is going to be you know great blah 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 and you know nolan was under the impression that it it was like yeah like this is going to be a really good partnership a lot like tampa bay with um norwich city Mm -hmm. and i i agreed with him and today orange county have announced that they've brought three players over from rangers younger guys come came through their academy uh some northern ireland youth international stuff like that so probably got some great accents <laughs> so um they're probably just happy to be out of like the freezing cold <laughs> in, real. in southern yeah, california in orange county bro yeah that's nice probably gonna go to disneyland and all that fun stuff so cool uh yeah hopefully they don't do well that's how i feel <laughs> and good for the league great for the league you're right hopefully not super great though. hopefully they play so well against everyone but sacramento exactly right exactly speaking of playing well usa men's team played costa rica on february 1st they did again this episode's coming out a little bit later so mm-hmm. we're going back and reviewing this game zach takeaways from this game uh overall good performance uh, a lot of young faces we win the game one nothing um you know to be completely honest, it was a bit of a dull game. It looked like a lot of young players that were scared of shooting outside the 18. It looked that way because that's exactly what it was. Um, but Lenez, Lenez, I believe. Ulysses Yanez. Yanez. That, that, Ulysses that, the Yanez, who's had a very successful year over in Germany for Wolfsburg U19s. U19s, Wolfsburg U19s. Uh, leads the league in goals right now, which is great. Um, slotted home a penalty, uh, which was very good. It Very clinical. Um, good to see from a young guy. Um, and we will win this game one nothing. Overall, we, I think, had good pressure, good sustained pressure um, over much of the game. Uh, and... And uh, yeah, it, it was it was a positive note, even though it was you know it was not gonna lie, it was a little boring, it's a little dull, but but overall good performance, uh, solid effort from the boys. Yeah, I think especially for the neutral fan, that's like yeah, I'm gonna watch you know USA men's team play against Costa Rica and you know and support and blah. It probably was pretty boring. I think the exciting thing to take from this is that it was a bunch of young players, a bunch of guys that are U23 eligible, which means that they are Olympic team eligible. And if we can get these guys playing the system that Greg Berhalter wants yes. now, mm-hmm. then, you know, fast forward two years, three years when it comes time for that next World Cup, um, b- well, both qualifying and the World Cup, hopefully these guys will have played in a competitive tournament being the Olympics, playing that system, and they'll be more prepared for the 2022 World Cup because they've been playing that system for a few years now. I, I do think... There were moments where we saw the youth of this team, uh-huh. like even Ulysses Giannis. Yeah. There were there was a couple of moments where he should have played some passes, uh, either out wide or just played them quicker, and they were just slow and maybe the wrong decision. And I think we saw that with a couple of players too, where there were yeah. a couple of times where it was like, okay, you're thinking a little bit. But that being said, for a team that has only been together a month in this system, yep. they've been together basically the whole month of January. I thought they actually played pretty well and they forced Costa Rica to shift from a 4-4-2 to about 20 30 minutes in back to like a 4-5-1 because we were just passing right through their their 4-4-2. Um and I also think that 
the U.S. switched their defensive system a little bit from a four four two to more of a four three three. Yeah. Um. So, I actually think there are a lot of positives to take. I, from I agree. This. I agree. And I honestly, the biggest positive for me is that Ulysses Giannis was so confident in grabbing that ball immediately after the penalty was conceded by Costa Rica. And was like, yep, I'm taking this. Uh, yeah. I, I think that was that was great. So That's the future right there. That is the future. So that is the news segment. We're going to go to a break. And when we come back, Nolan will be on the show. And we will go over our three teams that we are going to scout for this episode. And my wife and I just wanted to interrupt this little jingle to uh, let you know one very important thing. What would that be, Emily? It'd be to follow the boys on social media because it's super important to catch up with what they're doing, what the team's doing, and all things soccer all over the nation. So where can they follow us? Well, Twitter's a great start. Then Instagram would be second best, in my opinion. But then YouTube, Facebook, you know, all the good stuff. So again, that's Instagram, Instagram. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. What's the handle? 916Republic Podcast. That's right. And lastly, you can also donate to us on Patreon. Uh, That allows us to get uh, new equipment. Uh, We are saving up for some away games uh, transfer, uh, transportation funds. So uh, look us up on Patreon, 916Republic. Thank you for all your guys' support and interaction on social media. And we are back and we are talking about our team scouting reports now. So Mm. last week we covered three teams, San Diego Loyal, which Zach covered. I covered LA Galaxy 2 and Nolan covered Orange County. And this week we are covering more teams in the West. I am going to cover the Monarchs. Uh, Nolan is going to cover Reno. Uh And we're going to start with Zach covering Phoenix. So Zach, go ahead and give us your rundown of the Phoenix Rising. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yes. They're Turkish. So Phoenix Rising, <laughs> they're Turkish. <laughs> um, they finished at the top of the table last year. Uh, they run a 4 2 3 1. That's what they ran last year. You can expect to see that again this year. Uh, some notable departures. Striker Adam John was originally signed to back to the club, re signed, but then transferred to Atlanta United. Uh, which is a big loss for them. Last year, he had 30 starts, 17 goals, five assists. He had a fat mob rating of 7.32. This is really good. Um, he's a big body up front, and he had a he had great chemistry with the mainstays of that roster. Um, but the corresponding move by Phoenix was to bring in Rufat Dendinov. He is another big-bodied striker from the third division German club. I'm going to butcher this. Prusen Munster. Hmm. And I've I've heard it rumored that he, they paid a transfer fee for him. That was significant, but I haven't at the USL level. Yes. Yeah, heard this I, as I, well. I haven't seen that. I, I couldn't find it either. It's just rumors. I believe um, normally USL clubs don't release this kind of stuff. But yeah. His goal tally alone doesn't impress me. No. Like, well, that's why compared to <laughs> compared to an Adam John who scored twenty goals in the yeah. second division of American soccer, like yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I've well, not done the scouting, so we'll see. They yes, apparently did. Uh, it's tough also to get information from the third de- third division German level. We know he had six goals last year, um, and he had eight the year before. Um, but 
My guess is this man will have this man will have success. He will be supported so well by the starters that have returned. And uh, who might that be? Well, let mm. me tell you. Um, some notable notable returners, both Solomon Asante and Junior Flemings, are back to occupy the wings for Phoenix. Um, Asante had 31 starts last year, 22 goals, 17 assists, which mm. is crazy to me. Had a FOTMOB rating of 8.19, which is ridiculous. Um, and Flemings also, 23 starts, 15 goals, 7 assists, 7.46 rating. Those guys were dominant last year, and that's who he has to support him, um, as well as uh, Kevin Lambert in the mid uh, in the midfield, who was very good for them last year, uh, returns this year as well. Um, and yeah, Phoenix returns a lot of their starters from last year. Zach Lubin, their goalie, A.J. Kotrin, Austin Ledbetter, Corey Whelan, Joe Farrell. Um, they did lose Mustafa Demboya to Tampa Bay and Omi, Omadu Dia. Omadu Dia? Amadou, I've heard it pronounced Amadou. Amadou Dia. Amadou Dia to Sporting Kansas City, two fullbacks. But um, I believe it was Whelan who was starting at the right back position towards the end of the season anyway. And I believe they also brought in Macaulay King. Did you see that Macaulay in your King, research? I believe that is in. He was a, a, yes. a left wing back from, I believe, Nashville. Huh. Okay, yes. And that they, not only did they sign a lot of their, re-sign a lot of their, their players, they also brought in some big names. They brought in, um, oh, where is it? There we go. Page, page two. <laughs> they brought in Santi Moore. Uh, la- he plays both left wing and right wing uh, last year for New Mexico. I totally forgot about that because that happened yeah. so quickly after yeah. the season ended. Yeah. That pisses me off. Yeah, Dude, really 38 good. appearances, 12 goals, 9 assists he's a really good last year for them. And it's going to help them a lot when um, Flemings goes on international du- duty for uh, for Jamaica. Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a big signing there. Jordan Schweitzer. Solid signing, Darnell King, Jack Barnby, Owusu, Ansa, Contour. These are all guys they have picked up in the offseason. Um, overall, it's a very solid squad. Dare I say, this team could have the potential of being even better than last year. I know That's scary. You're, you're losing Adam John, but I think having confidence in Dadashov is warranted. Because of the support that he'll have by this club. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, name a transfer that just hasn't worked for Phoenix the last two or three Good seasons. Point. Like, True. I trust Phoenix, which again, it makes me really sad to say, <laughs> yep. but yep. I, I trust that they've done their homework. And if you're, if it's rumored that they are paying a transfer fee, then they're not going to spend however much money, $50,000 or 80000 I don't know how much, mm-hmm. on a guy that they're not 100% sure is going to score goals in this league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Honestly, if all he does is be at the right place at the right time, exactly. he'll get 10 tap-ins this year. Yeah. So the, the yeah. floor is very high, I think. Yes, and him. he has the body for it. He's 6'2". Um, he's a big guy. Yeah, so look for Phoenix to be just as, if not more dominant this year in the Western Conference. Yeah. Well, well two, two things about Phoenix before we get into sure. Reno, which is the team that I uh, am covering did we mention what happened to Adam John, where he went? Because it's kind of significant. Oh, oh yes. Uh, Adam John, I, I believe I said he was um, transferred to Atlanta, who yeah. paid a transfer fee for yeah. him. Mm-hmm. 
Um, a lot of a money, deal. right? Like a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred grand. Yeah. 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 For the USL level. That's a, that's a big to deal. play with Joseph Martinez, like with, or as a substitute yeah, for to ride Joseph the Martinez. bench for Joseph yeah. Martinez. <laughs> like we'll see. That's we'll see pretty how cool. They play things out. I, uh, most likely he'll ride the bench, but yeah. I don't know. It's significant for for a USL player to make the jump to MLS. Yeah, it is. I mean, it just I, doesn't really happen. I think that's also significant because he's a very different forward from Joseph Martinez. Yeah. Like Joseph Martinez is like mm-hmm. five seven. Adam John's like six, six one, three, yeah. six three, five, seven, like twitchy. Adam yeah. John is a big body, so gives like you a different look, which could be why they bring him which in. Is, it, yeah. yeah. So, what else did you have? Uh, uh, it was something striker related. Okay. It was about Dada Shaw. Oh, this is what Dada it was Shaw, about. So, yeah. I also don't think we can underestimate the impact a like the advisory role that Didier Jogba plays at the club because you bring in a striker from Germany who's playing in the third division and Uh you get Didier Jogba in his ear and all of a sudden that player is going to be noticing things and picking things up on the field that maybe he just didn't have access to that kind of investment playing in the German third division but now he's he's working with one of the most like ice cold killers Mm -hmm. in the game of football and so um I think that might be why Phoenix has had um successful strikers in, in the past years and another reason to to back data shop for yeah and, and i think we Agreed. could even say the same thing of the team that zach covered last week san diego mm. with landon donovan um, your wingers are going to have the best american winger in the history of the sport yeah. in this country so totally. yeah not only are you picking the brain of landon donovan that is your coach yeah so that's your manager he's getting on your butt and your yeah. owner <laughs> he pays you and could bench yeah. you which <laughs> exactly. is annoying all that's right well let's let's move on to reno to reno uh so Reno is a very is actually a very exciting team. There was an article posted on the USL Championship website about why Reno should be the most exciting team in the Western Conference over Phoenix, over Sacramento, over New Mexico. Um, and I think a big reason for that is who they have as a manager in Ian Russell. Um, he's managed the, the team since 2017. He's been affiliated with the San Jose Earthquakes organization ever since he uh, retired from his playing days um he was even there like the manager of their first team uh for two games at the end of 2014 um but the way that he talks about the game is just very intelligent like even in the team's um press releases it's every quote from ian russell is like oh i love the way this player that i'm going to get to in a minute um leads the line in defense like he's talking about a forward player a, a striker but he's like i love the way that he leads the line of defense he leads the press um he does this and that so well like very very specific in what he likes about his players and i think um that that is significant because you don't always get a coach saying oh i like the striker you know it, we, we see it makes yeah. me it makes me jealous it's as like, a sacramento like player yeah. yeah yeah as a sacramento fan we see um todd dunamick get say something about a, a new signing like oh yeah he you know is great is he gonna really add to our goal production this year whereas vague yeah. it's very vague it's very like maybe they're trying to hide something and like you know high tactics or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Or they just have no idea. Whereas Ian Russell's like very specific. I like the way that this guy leads the line in the press. Like yeah, that's point. pretty cool. Um, and so I think also we can get excited about maybe an Ian Russell, Mark Briggs, little rivalry here. Um, because Briggs, when he won the Western conference in 2017, uh, won it in spite of Ian Russell leading Reno to a 75 goal hall in 2017. So they, I think they outscored real salt, real monarchs by, um, 16 or 17 goals that year. Yeah, but they also scored nine they also conceded against, against LA Galaxy 2's yeah, U19 that was, It's a, still a league record. That? It's a league the, record. There was like, LA Galaxy had like a ton of matches, so they pulled up all their academy, their uh, 
LA Galaxy 2 players and then they put all like the U19 players yeah. in for a match against <laughs> and Reno and off. that was like the Dane Kelly Reno and yeah, Re- like they had, I, I can't team. remember who the other forward was but they had like just an amazing forward pair and yeah. they just like walked goals in. Yeah, it's insane. Wow. So I 75 goals, I'm going to say minus 8. What, <laughs> minus the eight. Real okay. Okay. So still been. outscored. Outscored. They finished third in the West. So, but they still outscored the top, uh, top of the table by nine goals, minus yeah. the eight goal win against. <laughs> so, you know, we still have a little, a little uh, handicap there, but still a very exciting attacking goal producing team. Um, the signing of the off season for Reno for me has to be Foster Langsdorf from portland well they didn't sign him from portland timbers who he was released and then picked up on a free agent contract whatever um by reno he had seven goals in 2019 so a bit of a dip in form last year but 14 goals in 2018 for timbers too uh he was a stanford graduate in 2017 mm. where he won three national titles with thomas hilliard rc true scundrick sam warner um and he looks like an exciting signing they already have Corey herzog um in at the striker position who with 19 uh, goals in 2019 um, he had 19 goals last year yeah dude that came out of nowhere i mean i, I knew he scored but i didn't know no, he had 19, 19 goals. goals that's what i mean dude he he was Dang. he's been a beast and he's been in the league since i'm gonna get to him in a minute so okay let, okay, let, okay. Let table that. um yeah so foster langsdorf and then i also think like we talked about with i already forgot his not german but eastern european last data shavs uh right impact at phoenix i think yeah. we can expect uh ian russell to really bring the best out of foster langsdorf so i don't think we're going to be seeing a seven goal season from him i think he's really going to be contributing gotcha. to the attack um dadashov is from azerbaijan azerbaijan yeah. oh my gosh i know did he play for their national team did you did you look I that up don't think so oh, okay. that's where the europa league final was last year in, yes it was. was it yep that's yeah. right it was in azerbaijan. Uh, what, what's the name of the city uh, is their capital the yeah. capital of Azerbaijan. Yeah, yeah it's one. really the, pretty. The anyway, that's where uh, it is, Shakhtar dude. Donetsk play. Mm, I don't think yeah, it so. Is. In Ukraine. Wait. Yep. Different country. <laughs> okay, different country. <laughs> wrong. Scrap that. Someone someone proved me wrong on that. Back the to Reno. Uh, back to Reno. The biggest retention of the offseason uh, is the aforementioned Corey Herzog. Uh, this guy, like we've said, Scott was surprised. He's a dangerous, dangerous forward. 19 goals in the 2019 season. Um, we saw him against Sacramento. I believe he scored in the at Papa Murphy's Park in the he regular did. season against that, Sacramento. Do you guys are? I think you guys were with thrashing. me. Do you remember he scored thrashing. the fourth goal, and the the kid that was sitting behind us? I think both of you were there. <laughs> I was there. Oh, was it you? Yeah. Okay, I don't know um, exactly. The I kid, <laughs> the kid. So he hits it off the post on a wide open goal. Yeah. And the kid behind, like he was celebrating, the kid behind us goes like, you you hit the post on a wide open goal. Why are you celebrating? You nearly missed. <laughs> you nearly like, he like, missed. he was just like ripping into him. And uh, I was like, dude, this is a brilliant nine-year-old. Yeah, just destroying this, this like 29-year-old. Yeah. Even when he's down, he's yeah. not down. Um, yeah, so league, vet, league veteran, been around since 2014. Well, and I think that surprises me because if you go back and look at Corey Herzog's score total, it's like 10, 14, 13. Like he's good yeah. and consistent, but I I don't remember a season like this from yeah. him before. Last year he really came into it. I, I think it may have been because of the service he was getting from the wingers. He played on the wing sometimes. Um but yeah, maybe just the service from the midfield. I I would have to go back and really watch some games to see what that looked like. But yeah, he really had a, a really awesome twenty nineteen. The last signing of note for me is just Benjamin Kikanovich. Um 
it's only significant because he played at Sac State and impressed uh, Ian Russell at the Earthquakes Combine. So they signed him. He's another forward. Um, we'll see what he does this year. Who knows? It's going to be cool. The last thing, Reno's still playing a baseball stadium, and they've <laughs> been around since 2017, and I thought the league rule was they'll get out extend, of a baseball stadium. They'll extend okay. it pretty easy. That's so so I, I think the rule, the soft rule is yeah. have a plan to get out of your stadium by year three. Huh. So not be out of your stadium by year three, but have a plan, plan. to get out of your stadium yeah. by year three. So if the plan's another five-year plan or something. Yeah, that sucks. It's it's two or three years. Uh, yeah, but it's soft. It's yeah. soft. And I don't think Reno is the worst baseball stadium situation. Yeah. I've heard New Mexico. Is, that's what Hayden Partain told us was really, yeah. really trash. Um, yeah, he did say that. That's right. And so yeah, it's also Reno. Like, how big is Reno? Like, 300,000 people? 400,000 people? Yeah, it's people? not that big. Like, if that. Yeah, I don't feel like it's... Is this ownership group really going to spring a bunch of money? Yeah. True. So, I don't yeah. know. Anyway, don't look forward to home games or we have, away games at Reno. Speak, yeah. We have to get to Reno once, at least once. Oh, yeah. To, just, just to see it. for ourselves. Yeah, but absolutely. We'll do it. We'll get Anything else on Reno before That's we move it on? That's on Reno. Okay. Real Monarchs, that is the team I am covering. The thing that stood out to me before we get into some more technical, um, you know, formation and style of play and stuff like that is the the players they have under contract right now. So they had four players on multi-year contracts. They had two players whose options they exercised. They brought in one player on loan. Again, it was the same player. They have uh, re-signed two players, and then they have signed three players from either other USL championship teams or a co- college, So that which is the normal. If you go back three years, like that was pretty much the way you were going to get players in the championship. You're either signing other championship players or you're bringing guys in from college or you're seeing who doesn't stick in Major League Soccer. The last... A player acquisition strategy that they have now employed is paying transfer fees for League One players, which mm. is new, right? New league last year, League One. So if we go and look at how the Monarchs have set up to acquire players, I think that they are probably one of the best run MLS two sides in the country, in the league, whatever, because of this uh, uh, system that they have. Gotcha. So not only are they signing the best free agents in the USL to, you know, come alongside their academy kids. But now they're signing young guys from League One and they're paying transfer fees for them. And both of these transfer fees for these players, and we're going to get into it in a minute, have uh, a fee now plus future consideration later. So, you know, for appearances or goals or stuff like that. So the players... Incentives. Incentives, yeah. Gotcha. So the players that they have paid transfer fees are... Are the first one, Joe Gallardo, who is an attacking midfielder who played for the Richmond Kickers. He also played for the USU 17s and U19s. So this is this is a kid that is known in U.S. soccer. Something happened um, the year before this. He was playing with Orlando City B, but never got on the field. Um, but then last year for Richmond, he played pretty well, scored six goals in 25 games. And according to Jeff Reuter, uh, he... His transfer fee is $7,000 plus, again, future considerations, add-ons, stuff like that. So not a huge fee. Like, that's not groundbreaking. But for a third-division soccer team in the U.S., $7,000 is is a chunk. I mean, that, that's mm-hmm. a that's a good amount if if you consider... It's money. It's money. Yeah. So they're getting something. They're not losing him for free. Um, And from what I've heard in League One, Joe Gallardo was you could just clearly see he was too good for the league. Hmm. I mean, he okay. could just dribble past people. He would do things 
that would, you know, really surprise. He was also 20, so he would do some things that a 20-year-old would do. He'd make mistakes, but the potential is there. The second player that they paid a transfer fee for is Chris Bernundes. Hmm. Uh, sorry, Gallardo. Bernundes? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Um, Gallardo, I think, was 22. Bermudez is 20. Hmm. Left midfielder, played 22 games for the Greenville Triumph, scored two goals. He came through the New York Red Bulls Academy and then went to uh, Pachuca in Mexico and played with their youth teams for a little bit and then played for the Greenville Triumph. I couldn't find as much on him, but again, a transfer fee for a League One player and then is bought by probably the best team, the best MLS2 team in the country. So I've listened to a few interviews with their general manager and just the way that they have set about building their team has evolved over the years to where they are, uh, I think they have got the formula for a successful USL team that is, that meaning successful on the field, but also successful in developing players. So um, I'm I'm super interested to keep watching how they build their roster. They might actually be done and just use um, academy guys and first team guys to fill it out. Hmm. But they play... Uh, more of a 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1 variation. And it's, I think it's going to be very, very similar to how Sacramento plays because the system was set up by Mark, Mark Briggs. Briggs. Hey. So this, there's going to be some pressing. There's going to be um, a lot of high energy. I think we're going to see, um, just like Sacramento, the full which we talked about before when we talked about Mark Briggs, fullbacks are going to get up. I think there's going to be... Um, Whoever plays forward, because they they had a, a couple guys rotate in, and then they played with the four, a two forward system toward the end of last year. I think whoever ends up being the central striker is going to have a really good goal scoring tally because mm-hmm. there seems to be a lot of service into that forward. And I think their most important player that they re-signed is Jack Blake. He spent time in Tampa Bay a couple years ago, is now with the Real Monarchs. And just an all-around balanced central midfielder that dominates both sides of the ball. He's not an attacking midfielder. He's not a number six. He's a true box-to-box midfielder that can do it all. The potential for this team, I think, should be very high, similar to to Phoenix. I might even go as to go on to say that they might even be be better than last year because they've lost one center back who went to New Mexico, but other than that the guys that they've lost have signed first team contracts. I say lost with air quotes because mm-hmm. they signed first team contracts with salt Lake, but I don't really think they're going to play. They're going to yeah. be loaned down. Yeah. So they've kept their best players. They've acquired guys from around the league. They've acquired guys from league one. They've signed a, a college player. They have good Academy uh, products coming through. I, I, I just don't see how this team barring maybe just terrible coaching or an Something, injury yeah, plague yeah for sure i just don't see how this team isn't successful again and we we have seen with the monarchs they tend to start slow because they integrate new players in and then the second half of the season they catch fire yeah, they go on a run last year they jump up the table and then they go make a run in the playoffs so just be looking if the if the monarchs don't start well that's I think bad for Sacramento. Mm -hmm. If they do start well, that means they'll have a slump hopefully later on in the season. So that way when they get into the playoffs, they'll be worse. Mm. So 
That is the Real Monarchs. That is our show. Unless my esteemed co-hosts have any other news or notes that they would like to present. Let's go to class. I love this game! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right. Well, as always, glory, glory. Sacramento. Sacramento.